Hello and welcome to this Conversations on Grung episode. I'm Aspet Bedrosian. We're recording this show on Saturday, July 9th, 2022. Today we're talking about and reminding you about the Armenian Diaspora Survey, which is in progress right now. This is a wide survey funded by the Kalus Gilbengian Foundation and run by the Armenian Institute in London. To talk about this survey, we are joined by Seta Antekelian, who is a Learning and Development Specialist at the USC Shaw Foundation Institute for Visual History. She develops multimedia testimony-based resources for educators and learners. She is a doctoral student in USC Rossi's Global Executive Doctor of Education program. Seta is active in the Armenian-American community with organizations like the Ararat Eskijian Museum and the Anka Western Region Education Committee. We also have with us Keram Mornetsian, who is the Chichian Researcher Archivist at the USC Dornsife Institute of Armenian Studies. He works with post-genocide archival materials of the Armenian diaspora. Keram is a graduate of UC Berkeley and also the American University in Washington, D.C., with a background in international affairs focusing on peace and conflict and U.S. foreign policy towards Nagorno-Karabakh. Hello and welcome to you both, Seta and Keram. Hello. Hello. All right, good to have you on board. In May, we talked with Dr. Harach Chilingirian at Oxford University, who is the administrator of the Armenian Diaspora Survey Projects, the current phase of which is polling Armenians in the U.S. and Ontario, Canada. The current phase ends later this month, July 29, 2022. Seta and Keram, you are the Western U.S. coordinators of the survey. Can you remind us what the project is and its goals? Yeah, the Armenian Diaspora Survey is a research project that um, is administered by the Armenian Institute of London and funded by the Kalus Gulbenkian Foundation. And essentially, its purpose and main, the motivations behind this project are really to capture the, the voices, the views, the on. The, the way in which individuals in the Armenian diaspora are really thinking about how I, their identity, culture, any other topic related to our Armenianness, if you will, such as religion, language, um, really just gathering this type of data from, from the communities um, within the Armenian diaspora to really just get data that we could have, um, substantial data, something on paper, statistics that could really just inform ourselves more about who we are across different generations. Uh, the project um, and questionnaire that is available, it's a 50 question questionnaire. It takes about 15 minutes to complete and about uh, anyone from 18 and up can take this survey. And so with that, uh, we do hope to capture, as I mentioned, different generational voices of Armenian and in the diaspora to really just understand um, who we are, how we differ, but how we're also very similar in that way across, across the board. Keram, what kind of questions do you ask? The questions vary. Uh, some are generally to try to uh, holistically capture an individual's view and participation in their own diasporan community and the views and attitudes they have about, uh, I would say, some things that we have generally taken for granted in the diaspora or have our own deep stereotypical attitudes toward how the community or, or Armenian diaspora in general feel about. These questions being uh, involvement in predominant diasporan organizations, regular involvement and attendance in religious institutions, attitudes toward relationships between community members within and without 
uh, around the diaspora relationships mm -hmm. between diaspora as a whole and the Republic of Armenia as it is perceived by the members of those diaspora. For some, it is perceived as a homeland. For others, it is perceived as a home for the Armenians globally. For some others, it might be an independent state on its own that we as not just as diasporans, but as citizens of countries, foreign countries that we live in should have a relationship with. So all these things, I, I feel like over the years, um, people have formed their opinions around it. But uh, I think uh, Dr. Chilingirian also mentioned that one of the surveys in one of the cities, a participant after completing it mentioned, this is the first time that my opinion has been asked. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, aspect that you know, the community at diaspora is not composed of organizations, but on the basic level, it is composed of individual people whose collective opinion is what ends up forming a direction a diasporan community takes or a, a relationship between states and communities takes. Mm -hmm. So it is very important to evaluate the temperature of those opinions and what the people think. At the end of the day, it is important to ask the individual what their opinions are of certain issues, what issues matter to them, so that the organizations and diaspora as a collective can properly respond to those challenges and questions. What needs to happen in this phase to be considered a success? Well, in order for uh, us to really, uh, researchers who are really working on evaluating and analyzing this particular data that's collected um, from the questionnaires, we really just need a good sample size, essentially. Right. Of course, we have thousands of Armenians here, um, specifically in the United States, across the nation. Um, however, we don't need every single, you know, we don't need so, you know, every individual for an, a sample size. However, the more the better, of course. And so with that, what's really so essential as we come close to the end of the survey, July 29th, Share, share the survey, share, um, share the link with your friends, your family, um, anyone really um, who within the United States and Ontario, Canada, at this phase, we really just need you to share and then get as many voices possible. You said thousands, but actually hundreds of thousands, <laughs> um, right? Because uh, the estimate for Armenians in the United States is around a million mm -hmm. uh, of us. And uh, I'm not sure what the population is in Ontario, Canada. It's probably probably about a hundred thousand or so. So uh, do you know if uh, this phase is going well? Um, do you know what the already collected size is of the results? Uh, we we don't have an accurate uh, number at the moment, but mm -hmm. we have had a very large um, enthusiastic response so far. Um, and so we can only, uh, we only want, um, we only, you know, desire, of course, and, and seek more, but no, the, um, yes, not a solid number yet, but we're just... Okay. Well, Geram, uh, another question for you. What happens after the end of this uh, phase? Who goes to work on the results and what do they do with the data? Uh, the work that happens with the data is twofold. There is the qualitative and the quantitative aspect mm -hmm. of the research. Uh, quantitative uh, is formed uh, by the responses people provide on the survey. 
by the questions, which are later categorized by the, you know, the there are chart the form, in the forms of charts and then uh, breaking down of the data in that sense. Then after that phase, uh, one could uh, clarify where the responses were from, which cities, because it, obviously we are, um, it, the focus is on Los Angeles, uh, Detroit, New York, and mm -hmm. uh, Toronto as centers of collecting this information, but anybody living in North America could take the survey. Uh, obviously, uh, at, at this stage, while the survey is not yet complete, we're not able to yet tell from which points the participants would be. But afterwards, they could easily scan that out. And another interesting thing that could be derived from the survey results is that unlike other communities, for example, Beirut or uh, Rostov-on-Don, where the survey has been done in the past, uh, United States in general is a hub of kind of secondary diasporas, right? Mm -hmm. People who were already diasporans and then moved here. They've moved, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so but that's why we have uh, afterwards, there's a question in the survey where, where it says where you or your parents were born, right? Where you came from. Mm -hmm. So depending on that, uh, one uh, could derive from the results of if it was the Lebanese Armenian Americans who took the survey more or it was the Armenian Americans from Hayastan or Armenian Americans from Iran that took the survey more in compared uh, uh, when the numbers are compared. Along with that, there is also the qualitative stage of the survey, which we choose a sample size in each community around 30 interviews, but dividing them in a way that you make sure there are equal number of gender, age, people who are involved in community, not involved in community to have a representative sample. And our uh, survey providers do an in-depth one hour interview with each interviewee. And these interviews, after the interviews are done, the person who conducted the interview writes a detailed report on each of the interviews. And this kind of gives an in-depth follow-up as a supplement to just the survey questions themselves. So you know both how people feel about a question, but also how people are actually thinking at length about some of these questions that are very personal and are, you are not able to fully grasp the attitude from just an ABC choice in a survey and that right. needs a uh, much longer response. Very interesting. So that, that will uh, take place for about five, six months after the survey is done. This work will be conducted and then early next year, the results will be shared. Who can have access to this data? The general public first will have access to this data. Anyone really um, who goes to armeniandiasporasurveys.com and finds and goes under the survey tab there, um, as Dilham said, and the most recent survey from 2022 will be available in the next year. But we've already had published reports from 2018 um, to 2019 already on the website. So not general public, um, but to expand more, more deeper there, researchers, anyone, any scholars who are really interested in looking at 
this current data or the data gathered from several years through cross comparisons um, amongst different communities across the global diaspora. Um, so it's an international internationally anyone interested is able to access this and most notably organizations, Armenian community organizations. So the um, raw data is actually going to be available publicly or does a researcher need to submit a proposal uh, of some sort uh, to gain access to it? Well, in the published report, it is... It, and I, know, I was specifically referring to the raw data rather than uh, the, the published reports. Ah, uh, the raw data. I would imagine the raw data. You would need to kind of reach out um, and contact and contact us through our website. Uh, as if you are doing special projects, however, of course, generally, um, some great stats are available in the public report. Yeah, whatever is whatever is already available is very extensive. So I I feel like for um, you mean the published reports, Kelm. Published reports, everything that <clears throat> it's available on the website. Yeah, for um, okay. researchers who are probably going to use this as a supplemental material or for general public looking into it. I mean, the non-specialist public. This is <clears throat> one I, I could say more than um, enough that one would need. But uh, as you said, for very niche specific researchers who would want to go into the data itself, I think the uh, idea was from the beginning of the survey that this would all be made available to all those who reach out. Okay. Well, my most important question, in a sense, is about the survey and the knowledge we hope to gain about ourselves, you know, from ourselves about ourselves. How is this survey going to tangibly improve our lives? as Armenians in the diaspora and as Armenians in general. You know, what's the value proposition? We take this survey, hundreds of thousands of us hopefully will take the survey, and uh, then what? In two, three years, four years, five years, ten years, how uh, will we see an improvement in the way the diaspora is maybe organized or uh, thinks about itself or relates to Ayastan or anything? Yeah, very, very important question. and. Uh... In my personal opinion, when I, as a survey taker, first of all, and then as a member of the advisory committee who has uh, this year been personally involved in uh, how the it, it's run and basically advertising and spreading the news about it. Mm -hmm. um, and being a researcher myself was uh, uh, been involved in the community uh, the Aspen community for uh, a long time and have has asked this question myself first of all it uncovers a lot of answers that we thought we had uh, we thought we com comprehended but turns out they are not as simple as we thought but what it shows is that some of the questions that if 70% or 80% of the people are interested in diasporan affairs, but only 20-30% are involved in the diasporan organizations, that to a person who is in a leadership role in those organizations will clearly show that the organizations do not address the needs of those interested mm -hmm. in the community affairs. They are not in tune with it. So hopefully by looking 
through this from that organizational point, they could see that they have to step up to address those challenges. Yeah. Because the community is not responding to what they are standing for now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just that one aspect of it, me uh, uh, coming from it as being a survey taker and somebody who's involved in organizations, I personally would see that as a great help. But then to individuals themselves, you know, those who think that they are this island in the community who think a certain way that nobody else is thinking. And then by looking through the results and then saying that 70, 80, 90% of the rest of their compatriots, their peers in their age group, have the same exact attitude mm-hmm. that also will inform the individual that you know they're not that apart from the community no you're absolutely right and i think you know um i don't think there's a stated goal to um help the diaspora's organization or no. structure but the reality is that a representative diaspora uh, leadership has always been an issue and there's not enough data to drive decision making even and maybe this can provide the kind of data that will represent the people in a sense. Yes. From my lens as well in terms of education as I'm an an educator specifically thinking about of course um, students and the youth and you know of course collecting the data and understanding ourselves in the present is very critical um, to make changes now. But as I mentioned before, what's so amazing and unique about the survey is um, that it's across the generations. And a response from an 18-year-old will be so significantly different than responses from those 60 and up, for example, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And so with that, um, how I see it is if we look at, you know, our, our organizational leadership really takes this data and looks at, okay, what is on the mind of the 18 to 25 year olds? What's on their mind? And how can we take what's of interest to them and look and make have those conver- maybe tough conversations even about how we're going to change our organization, make mo- those modifications to make the approach across the organization attractive and maintain and sustain the the uniqueness of what these organizations stand for, their mission, and how are we going to be able to make those adjustments to make sure that we are evolving with the times. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and so that's, I feel, um, adding on to, to what Geram said, I think that that's very critical. And that is, of course, um, you know, in, in my lens, of course, the, the greatest value here. Um, are those are those young voices especially? Yeah, I completely agree with you because I see from my own kids, for example, that um, what being Armenian means to them is completely different than it is for me. Right? Mm-hmm. They they relate to their friends, to their community, to uh, their their host country here in America, completely differently than um, than my relationship with those respective things. All right. Thank you both. We're going to leave it there for today. Thanks for your time, Seda, Kiaram. Thank you. Yeah. Good luck with the survey, and we look forward to great outcomes at some point. Thank you so much. And I'll just add, go to armeniandiasporasurvey.com. Take the questionnaire today. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. All right. That's our show today. Now go take the survey at armeniadiasporasurvey.com. 
As always, we really want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter and like our Facebook page. Go, go, go. We'll talk to you soon.